listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. And we kind of have a really special podcast for you today. We actually were live at Canvas Church in Kalispell, Montana. That's right. At the Women's Woven Conference. And it was mm-hmm. on boldness. It was crazy. <sighs> so good. But we did a live Splash Zone podcast, and we want to share that with you today. Um, we brought it home with us, and we're hoping that you get blessed with it like it blessed us. We're going to splash a little boldness on everyone listening today. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. Well, I don't know about you, Tiff, but I am so excited to have Shalene and Barbara come up and join us. Gals, if you yes. want to come up, we are going to do a little Q&A with them. And I'm so thankful that they were willing to come and do this for us. And we have gotten so many great questions. You guys have texted in. We're going to try to hit as many questions of these as we can. But can you guys just give these girls yeah. one more yeah. round of applause? Was Shalene just fantastic or what? Shalene, why don't you introduce your buddy to us that you brought with us? She's my faithful are the wounds of a friend, and wicked are the kisses of your enemy friend. I have probably five friends in my life, and she's just, uh, I interned for her at 21 years old, and she's just walked through my faith, my life. Um, Yeah, it's okay, buddy. I love you. I love you, buddy. She's my buddy. I just love it. Well, we got to hear a little bit of Shalene's story. Barbara, Mm -hmm. would you be willing to just share a little bit about yourself, a little bit of your faith story, how you came to know the Lord? We'd love to learn a little bit about you. Sure. And you know what? I don't have a jaw-dropping story, but we all have a story. It's God's story. And um, I came to know Jesus when I was about 10 years old. And um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, My dad belonged to Freemasonry. Uh, But my mom knew Jesus, and she wanted her children to know Jesus. But we didn't pray. We didn't read the Bible. I mean, that was it. I learned what I learned in Sunday school. And so that was, I had a childlike faith for many, many years. And fast forward to um, 18 years old, I met my husband. 19, I got married. 20, I had my first child. Come on now. 21, 11 months later. And then, um, let's see, Kirk, Bridget, Melissa, and then Candace. So by the time I was 26, I had my family, and I was in the trenches, just like some of you. (laughs) Um, My children, uh, if you know Kirk and Candace. Come um, on, anyone? um, Cameron, Candace, Cameron! (laughs) Um, I'm just curious, who had like a Kirk Cameron poster (laughs) in their room growing up? I'm embarrassed to tell you, I totally did. Tiffany, get your arm up. Who wasn't in love with Mike Seaver? Come on. He's uh, such a cutie. Oh, thank you. Well, it was, it was quite a journey during those days. But, you know, God, God chose those two out of my four children and gave them a platform for the future. My husband and I didn't raise our children to become actors or an actress. Um, we wanted our, I wanted my children to come to know the Lord and be happy. And my husband wanted them to go to college and get a good job. I married a man who didn't believe in God. We never talked about God. My children were not raised in a Christian home. So the faith that I had, 
I tried to do the best I could. I wasn't a real confident woman. I didn't know how to share my faith, even to my children. And my husband said that when they were old enough to decide what religion they wanted to you know, be part of, then they could do that at that time. And so I'm just gonna fast forward to uh, a time, it was probably about 16 years later. Um, the kids were involved in the entertainment industry. Uh, our lives changed. I changed as a woman. I was now, we were kind of in the trenches in shark-infested waters. The darkness of Hollywood. And um, there was a time uh, after about 16 years that I changed as a woman. I became more worldly. I saw a lot of things that were going on around me that I never really knew about. And I got sucked in to that. It was a time when our marriage started crumbling. And I left the marriage because of things that were going on. I left and I left my children. But God, but God, yeah. in his mercy, and he's a forgiving God, and uh, he restored our marriage. And it was through that trial, through uh, those difficult times, that he brought, actually, my husband and my children all went to church for the first time. And they were teenagers when they heard the gospel message for the first time. So those of you who are praying for your children, if they're teenagers, little children, if you can train them up in the Lord, train them up. If they're teenagers, somebody, the Holy Spirit's going to grab them as a faithful mom praying for them and their salvation. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, my husband wasn't a, a believer, but he is today. God restored her marriage. 50 years in June. 50 years. 50 years. 50 years 50 is amazing. Years. That is, that is so years. amazing. Yeah. And Kirk so. baptized him. Kirk baptized him. Oh, yes. Really? Dad. That's that awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that just that's such an incredible, hope-filled story. I think about Thank so you. many of us mm. that are sitting out here that maybe that story resonates with them, right. that this is a walk that they've been walking and maybe feel like there is no hope and that's or there's what nowhere I felt. to go from there. I felt that. I felt this was it. It was over. It was done. I wasn't staying in it. It was over yeah. for me. Yeah. But that wasn't God's plan. It wasn't his story. God's plans cannot be thwarted, Come ladies. On. Totally. Okay? Totally. He has a plan for each one of you. And if we just receive his gift of salvation and obey him and be open enough to receive his forgiveness, you too will be forgiven. And you walk in faith. And not in shame. You don't yeah, live in shame anymore. No. I don't live in shame. That's right. And oh, I'm not perfect. That. You know, our marriage she isn't is. perfect. She is. <laughs> She so, feels pretty perfect to does, me. Yeah. And can we talk about how beautiful these know, women right? are too? I mean, come on. Feel pretty perfect, that's for sure. That oh. is amazing. I love that story. I just love the hope that it gives Thank you. to everybody. And I love how you guys met. We maybe share a little bit about, not only we talked about <laughs> you being Bettys and being best friends, but how she did you guys even come to meet each other? I know, I could my be your daughter, be but people daughter. don't think that. <laughs> 
You know this story, it reminds me, I was just on the road last month with Lisa Turkhurst and Levi Lesko on the Encounter Tour. It was a woo, it was. Mm, awesome. um, me on a bus for a month. I was month. just going to say, her on a bus. <laughs> I'm, I'm living what I'm preaching, guys. Getting comfortable with God making me uncomfortable. Um, but it was, it was awesome. But Lisa shared a story, too, in her marriage. And she said, and I've heard this growing up in Sunday school, you know, God takes the broken pieces of our lives, you know, and he, he picks them up and glues them back together and we hold it up to the light as Christians and God's light shines through it and we all go kumbaya and it's awesome, right? But there's sometimes, and I believe this to be true with people sitting in this room, that there are no broken pieces. You look around and there's just dust and you can't glue dust back together. So you tend to just leave abandon whatever it is, throw in the towel. And yet in Genesis, right, of all the ingredients that God had access to, he used dust to make his most beautiful creation, mankind. Mm -hmm. And it says he took the dust and he breathed life in it mm -hmm. and he made us. Mm -hmm. So... I love your story. And she goes, I don't have a story. And then she has this great story, right? It's like amazing um, story. Yeah, it's an amazing story. No, but I just like... go, I have seen your moments. That's all. <laughs> I got so much in my head and so much experience. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm, I got so many roads to go to. I don't know where I'm going. I'll start and I don't know where to finish. So please, I hope yeah. that encourages you. Yeah. God yeah. uses dust to make yes, you. I love so that. it's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love... So how did you guys meet? Tell us how you guys came Ooh. to know each other. Go ahead, well, I wanted buddy. an internship in the business. I was and, a talent agent. Yeah, she was a talent agent. And my mom's like, well, you need to find a Christian agent to intern. I go, they're all Jewish, mom. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and um, so I was 21, and uh, a friend knew the Cameron family. And obviously, I knew them because I had Kirk's poster on my wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and my uh, Sean Cassidy satin jacket. But um, <laughs> for those of you who know what that is, the rest of you, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> So I go in for an interview, and this woman is just beautiful, right? She's stunning, and you walk into her office in Calabasas. Before anyone knew of the Kardashians, the Camerons were there, just so you know, in Calabasas. It. Stop And so it. I'm just saying it's true. And so I'm in her office, and she, well, she can tell what happened, because I'm not going to talk about my interview. Yeah, she comes in. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Bold does she come in. Bold. 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 Um, yeah, she came in, and I had just started. I mean, I, I, I was kind of struggling to be an agent or a manager, and I decided to be an agent because people would have, I could choose the talent that I wanted. I didn't have to sell them to, you know, the, the production companies and the casting directors. So anyway, I decided to become an agent. I didn't really know a lot about agent, being an agent, um, but I kind of jump into things without really thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I decided to open up my own agency because I always wanted my own business. Um, oh, I can remember. That's what I wanted. I wanted my name on the door. And it was Barbara Cameron and Ass. Associate. <laughs> I go, you got to add on that, buddy. Barbara Cameron yeah, and Ass. ass. So I'm like, okay. That is amazing. <laughs> on so many and levels. <laughs> So anyway, I bet you got a lot of people yeah, coming to yeah, see you. Yeah. I mean, she got a lot of ass. <laughs> I, don't, I bet they were wondering what kind of business that was. What product were right? you peddling there, Barbara? In the Barbara? name of Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't know a lot, but um, Shalene, Shalene ended up coming in. She wanted to intern for me. 
And um, I told her that, you know, I don't really know a whole lot and I, I can't really pay you. She says, well, I don't want to be paid. I just want to learn. And I'm like, honey, I, I can't not have you come without paying you. I have to pay you. And she goes, no, I, you don't need to pay me. I don't want to be paid. I just want to learn from you. And uh, I, I basically told this one, no. <laughs> How did she that go? What? The word, no. <laughs> what? So anyway, uh, that was on a Friday, and on Monday, I had this huge bouquet of flowers on my desk. And the note said, I just want to learn. And I said, well, we'll learn together. So she came I had two options me. I was going to send to her, okay? <laughs> so my husband and I had just gotten married in 1990. I was 21 years old, and we had one credit card with a $500 limit. Dave Ramsey fans, I'm with you. I know to cut the card, okay? But... At the time, I had my little $500 card, and we are not allowed to use it, but only for emergencies. But this was an emergency. So I went 1-800-Flowers on that baby, and I put a lot of money on there. And they alerted my husband, because we never put money on it. And he's like, what are you doing? And I go, I need to get this internship. He goes, the free internship? You just charge $250 for flowers? I go, well, honey, my other option was I was going to send in one of my shoes and go, now that I got my foot in the door. But those... But my shoes were more expensive, so I kept the shoes and I got the flowers. Come on, Brian. Now you know why she keeps me young. Yeah, she's great. I just love just even seeing it, just being here with them. You can just see what an amazing friendship they have. Mm. And if you listen to the Splash, if you have not had a chance to listen to their podcast. Get in the Splash Zone, girls. Everyone, uh -huh. get in yes. there. It's free. It's free. It is amazing. And getting to hear their story and not only um, just be blessed by who they are, but how refreshing is it to see women of God cheering each other on, cheering each other on in their faith, cheering each other on um, in their careers, in their families. One of the questions that, um, that we had that was given to us was, how has your friendship made each other better? How have you made each other better? Oh, yeah. Wow. I know, we have surprise questions. We didn't give you guys these you ahead of time. Oh, no, that, that, that's fine. <laughs> you know, Shalene is just, um, I mean, as you know, you've gotten to know the Shalene. I mean, this is her. Yeah. She's not putting on. Um, this, is, this is my I'm body. not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we, I've learned a lot from her. I've grown a lot, and not, not only in... In my faith, I've learned she's just an encourager. She's constantly encouraging me, supporting me. She's um, just a giver, a, a giver of love all the time to whoever she meets. Yeah, her friendship is um, very special to me. Yeah. This is so sweet. I know. Oh, I'm getting so refreshed. <laughs> Barbara is, you know... For me, my mom was an alcoholic growing up, but she worked the Ask Me I Know booth at church and was super popular. So in an Italian family, you could never mention a word about it. Mm. And so I would keep these secrets, my sister and I, and we would clean up my mom and, you know, mattresses mm. thrown out. And um, so I had a really weird view of church because we would go to church. My dad would cuss all the way there. And then we'd get there, and my parents were super popular. They were the beautiful people. And everyone's, you're so lucky, your mom, you're so lucky. And I was, I loved my parents. I mean, I love my parents, but they're jacked up, you know, like most of us. 
to this day, I don't drink because of it. I, I wish my mom had had a Twinkie problem. I'd probably be thin. <laughs> says amen. We all have been there, right? We've all been there. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> you guys, I feel so comfortable with I you. Know, it's scary. <laughs> Tiffany has great. that effect on people. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> Tiffany. It's Tiffany. Tiff, do you have a good question you want to ask them? You had one that we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, it goes along with the friendship thing. Yeah. How... Well, you've talked about being bold and taking the steps of boldness. What are some practical ways that someone could be bold besides sending someone a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> to make a friend. I think as adult women, it's hard to make friends and hard to keep those connections. Yeah. And I think that's a, we need a takeaway from, from here. Maybe some people need to know, how can I be bold and be a good friend and make a, make a friend? Just remember something. Leaders mm. do it scared. I don't ever think that I'm not freaking out every time I'm doing anything that I'm doing. You do it scared. That's the secret. So when a divine appointment crosses your path and you meet someone and you know what I'm talking about, you're like, ah, oh, I'm supposed to get to know her. I'm supposed to, God just keeps putting her on my heart. Mm -hmm. Then you, you call her up and you go, I know I don't know you but I'm supposed to take you to coffee or I'm supposed to, do you want to go for a walk or whatever you want to do. But I think that delaying that, you don't, delayed obedience is disobedience. So if God has someone in your life that he has put on your heart and it's on your heart, they go to your work or gym or you see them at the dry cleaner and they're constantly like, oh my gosh, I ran into that person again, but I don't really know her. She doesn't know me. No, that's her. That's the girl. <laughs> and you all probably have someone that just popped in your head. So before you leave, why don't you just text them right now and get your phone out. I just was wondering if you want to get together next week. I love you. Um, but that's what you do, leaders. And if you're a wife, a mom, a coworker, a friend, a neighbor, you're a leader. You're leading someone. And you do it scared. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's that. good. I love one of the things that you were talking about, too, and even talking about this whole aspect of of being bold, that there's a four-letter word that we have to overcome in order to be bold, and that's fear. So what are some of the strategies that you have put in your own life that has helped you to overcome your fears, your anxieties, to walk in the boldness that God's calling you into? Mm. Well, fear paralyzes us, doesn't it? It paralyzes us. And, and I know um, when I become fearful, I try and think about what I'm fearful of. And it's usually you know, something worldly. God says, fear not, for I am with you. So being in fear isn't coming from God. You know, fear is the beginning of wisdom. And we go to God in prayer and we, we talk it through with him and read his word and um, trust him and obey him. I realize too that when I'm in fear about something, it's because I'm in control of what I'm doing. So when I'm going, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this happen, I'm going to organize it, I'm going to plan it out, I'm going to bring the people around that I think are good at this, and we're going to go take this on, whatever that is. That's human power, right? Mm -hmm. And so it f freaks me out because I can fail. But God never fails. So when he's in charge, there's no need to fear. 
Even if the outcome on earth looks like failure, God works all things for good who those who earnestly seek him, right? So when you are in control, you should be freaked the freaked out. Sorry. If you're in control, you should be fearful. But when God is truly in control of your life, there is no fear. There is no weapon. There is no condemnation. There is no nothing can make a mess with you, sister. It can't happen. But it's so hard to stay walking in that spirit because we are, the flesh is so weak. Mm -hmm. We're just weak. But what happens when we're in fear, because like Barbara said, it says fear not, which is a direct command from God. He doesn't go, except for if you just found out you had cancer or fear not in case, you know, you just buried your kid or these things that are just hard to even swallow. He says, fear not. There's a period after it's done. And so when we are in fear, we've actually quenched the Holy Spirit. We can't hear him because we're not living in harmony with God. We're actually in sin. And I never thought of that before. I never thought when I was in fear that I was in sin. Yeah. I'm like, everyone's in fear. Like, that's what I thought, right? But that's not true. So he says, fear not. And we need to understand that God doesn't waste his words. Mm-hmm. As moms, we do. We're like, Billy, Billy Ray, Billy Ray, Jean, Thomas, kid over here. Like, we just go way too much, right? And when I was reading about Uzzah, and you might not know who this guy is, but I got to just tell you this story because God and I, I got lit about this. Uzzah is carrying the Ark of the Covenant for God, right? And it's on this ox that they're carrying it with hits a pothole and it tilts. He grabs it. What a nice guy. He grabs it from falling. And he was struck dead. I'm like, God, are you kidding me? What do you mean? He goes, I said, don't touch it. See, nothing is sacred anymore, you guys. We need to understand that God's holy word is sacred. Or what about Hananias and Sapphira? Right? They exaggerated about putting too much money in the offering plate. And they were killed. And I'm like, who doesn't exaggerate? Look at the weight on my driver's license. Like, who doesn't exaggerate? (laughs) Aren't I 120? I'm like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) And so as I've been studying this, I realized how sacred and holy God is. He's set apart. He's holy, you guys. And when he says it, he means it. And when he says, I have a plan for your life, and it's a plan to prosper you, not to harm you. It's a plan to give you a hope and a future. He means it. We need to be really careful who we're listening to. I love that in both of your answers. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) In both of your answers, I could hear God's word just coming through. You spoke so many scriptures in your answers. And one thing we would like to know, is there one go-to scripture that you have if you're in a fearful moment where all of a sudden you just have to overcome that fear? Do you have a go-to scripture that you just Mm -hmm. hold on to? I have one that I would tattoo on me if I was younger. Um, Galatians 6, 9. Um, do not grow weary in doing what is right, because in due time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. But our fear makes us stop, and we give up. And so we can't grow weary and start the stinking thinking, and then obviously Joshua 1.9, mm-hmm. yeah. be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you are. And that's I know for me, it was more of, um, I think it's Mark 8.36. For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Preach. And so, you know, in the, uh, the time of being in the entertainment industry, I mean, it really re- resonated with me, that particular scripture. And um, 
I love to share the gospel. I didn't know how to share the gospel. And it wasn't until Kirk um, connected with Ray Comfort, if anybody knew you know Ray and Way of the Master. And that's how I, I was able to learn more about how to share my faith because I'm kind of a quiet gal. <laughs> she kind of gets Next me, to me going. <laughs> but um, I love to share my faith, but I never knew how. And it wasn't until I came to know the Lord, um, you know, basically through the Ten Commandments, like Shalene shared earlier, that was the mirror that helped me examine my own heart and understand God's standards of righteousness, not the world's standard of happiness. And I knew that marriage was about holiness, not yes. happiness. And we had a lot, I mean, during those times. I mean, my family had a lot of money. We had a lot of materialistic things. But we were not headed for heaven. That's but that. for God. But for God God loves big butts, right? <laughs> he just does. Oh, where did that one come from? <laughs> no, I just, I just Ooh, love it. He's got a like butt like that, but, for yeah. God. Like you've said that. Yeah, I know. I know. Yes. That's so good. So, so it is so true. Is that going to be our next shirt again? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm like singing it in my head. I want to be honest. I like big butts and I cannot, cannot lie. lie. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell Pastor Kevin yeah. I did that. No, God does. Give me a microphone God again. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I love that you actually brought up the entertainment industry because how is it living out your faith in the entertainment industry, where I'm sure you are facing obstacles, um, all kinds of different beliefs, really a post-Christian um, environment and culture, and just being immersed in that. How do you really become influential and stay influential in those circles that you run with? Mm. Uh, as a mom during those years, it was very, it was difficult. Um, I had to really be a mom and not get caught up, which I did. It was difficult to not get caught up in uh, a lot of the stuff. Really tried to keep my kids from any of the activities and parties and so on and so forth. Um, today, you know, they both have their own ministries and you know, there was a, a time, again, like I shared, that, that God gave Kirk a platform. Uh, he gave him a platform and then he plucked him out of that business. Kirk is a, a man of God and his heart is for family and for marriages and for our country. And he's done some wonderful projects of his own. Uh, Fireproof was a movie that he did. Did you see that? Yes. yes. As uh, really that movie um, uh, has helped him. Uh, well, he, he piggybacked that movie and is now touring the country. And he's been touring for about nine years, just helping um, couples who are struggling, people who, you know, want to get married and uh, need some wisdom and guidance, uh, parenting, parenting skills. They have six children. Uh, his oldest just got married a few, about a month ago. Candace, she has a wonderful ministry too. She's more, <laughs> she's out there. I mean, everybody really loves Candace. I think it's because of her heart. She's bold. She's yeah, kind. She she's... She just loves the Lord, and the industry has not pushed her aside. The Holy Spirit just got her in there, and when she was on The View, that was very, very oh, difficult. Anybody see that? Oh, my goodness. That was Ooh, very, I was very like hitting Whoopi through the screen, and I'm like, come yes. on, Whoopi. 
Yeah, but she tried very, very hard. I mean, um, she did everything she could because she really didn't want to be yeah. on the show. She did everything she could to, um, to make it so they wouldn't hire her, whether yeah. it was more money yeah. or, you know, she had to travel back and forth for Fuller House, uh, The View, and, you know, two different coasts, and she has, you know, teenage kids and a husband, and so it was very difficult. So she tried everything she could, and then God said, no, no, no. I want you there. And so she, there, there wasn't anything else she couldn't ask yeah, for. Yeah. Um, and so they, she went ahead and did it. And she was covered in prayer oh. every, every day. But she, uh, I think the women on The View respected her. Yeah. In fact, I think it was um, a Whoopi who actually told her, she says, I've met Christians, but she said, you're authentic. And Candace wrote a book that came out just in 2018 mm -hmm. called Kind is the New Classy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was written based on the friendships that she formed with Whoopi and Joy and mm -hmm. everyone on the show and her just deep love. And, you know, the Bible says be in the world, not of it, you guys. Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes we all just stay in our holy huddles. And the Bible actually says it smells like dung. That's poop, okay? So we need to be out. We need to be out multiplying and cultivating so that we can fertilize our communities and you've got to be bold to do that and i so respect candace for trusting god with such a public but kind is the new classy it's a great book if you if you haven't and I don't read know it. if i really answered your question but the entertainment industry is very very difficult as a christian to um, maneuver so if your if your faith is not strong it's very very difficult yeah, it's a tough business. But every, you know what, everywhere you go. I mean, it can be anywhere. Yeah. But yes. the industry is very, very dark. Yeah. What was that like for you, Shaleen, really taking that bold step and leaving all of that behind and immersing yourself into ministry? How mm -hmm. has that shift affected your life? Well, that trip shifted my life because I went from producing to poverty because I, unlike Barbara, she's, she's humble. I was like, oh, no, no, notice me. I'm on the red carpet, and I got the award. Did you see that? And God's like, okay, you're done. Um, <laughs> I had a friend. And when I say friend, I don't say that loosely. And I think that that's one thing I want to leave you guys with. You should be able to count your friends on one hand. I'm talking about a Proverbs friend where it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, and wicked are the kisses of your enemies. A lot of people kiss or tell you what you want to hear or say things, and they mean well, but they're not your, your, your hula hoop friends. It can fit in a hula hoop space, right? That's why I call it hula hoop. You're not in my hula hoop. I know you, we're acquaintances, but you're not one of my hula hoop friends. And those are the people that, when crisis happens, that see me, the good, the bad, the ugly, and that take me to scripture because their desire for me as my friend is that I hear well done at the end of my life. Yeah. Is there anything better yes. to hear? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so... I had a friend that said, if that red carpet does not represent the blood that was shed for your pathetic self, you need to get your butt off of it. Ouch. Ouch. Are you still friends? I, uh, yes. yes. Those are the friends I'm talking That's about. Awesome. You yes. keep those friends. Yes. Um, and the ones that are going, when do I get my passes? I want backstage. You're like, bye-bye. Next. Yeah. But I think the thing that was amazing for me is... I recognize finally that you actually want to be embarrassed, ladies, this side of heaven. Humiliate the hell out of me right now. Because I do not want to get to the end of my life and hear, depart from me, I never knew you. What's crazy is, and we said this at dinner last night, remember, is the before it says depart from me, it says, Lord, Lord, those aren't atheists. 
Those aren't people in the, in the Buddhist temple, okay? Those are Christians sitting in church thinking they're saved. I mean, if you were Satan, why not deceive all of us? They go, Lord, Lord. And he goes, depart from me. I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. You know, it, it's, we confess with our mouth. Like, we need to be careful. I don't want anyone to miss this. I don't want to just tickle your ears and make you laugh or cry and you miss an encounter tonight with Jesus. Yes. Some of you need to come down here and get saved. I'll baptize you right now. You know what I mean? Like you need to be done with it. Drop the mic and get your butt on your face because you don't know that you're going to make it home tonight. Mm -hmm. And we fly across the country like this because we care that you hear well done at the end of your life. Absolutely. What else do you want to accomplish? Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing. Yeah. You have the best marriage, the most money, the best body, the, the best health your whole life. And you live 120 years more than anybody and you die and go to hell. How many seconds do you need to be there to go, oh, yeah. oh, that wasn't the decision. Because yeah. wide is the road that leads to destruction mm -hmm. and everyone's partying on it. And narrow is the road that leads to everlasting life and few find it. Look around this room. This was like a big bunch of people. And few find it. So I'm just saying. I want you to do business with your creator before you leave tonight. There's, this is why this whole event is happening. It's not for the beautiful decorations. And Jennifer, I love you. You can come do my house. Um, Jennifer Goff, I'm going to take her home with me. Um, but it's, it's about you having an encounter with Jesus. Or we're just noise then. Like, who cares? I can't get you into heaven. Don't even read my book. Read the Bible. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I just don't want people to miss that. No, and we're gonna, we really wanna take some time even to respond when we're done with mm -hmm. this. And I think that's even the whole part, point of this is getting to have the opportunity to hear from other women that it's worth it to follow Jesus. It is the best decision that you are ever going to make in your life to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. Fame isn't worth it, um, riches isn't worth it. This is the only thing that's worth it here on this side of eternity is knowing Jesus. The only thing that's worth it. And that is exactly why we're doing an event like this. And we just love your boldness. And we're inspired by your boldness to be more bold in our lives as well. I know, I know Tiff and I were talking even before the dessert and we were saying, you know, uh, what was one challenge or one thing that you took away um, from your talk? And that was it. I wanna be more bold. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to um, go to my neighbors. I want to be able to seize those opportunities when God is placing them in front of me to walk in that boldness, no matter what the cost is. And you know what? Love is what, what gives That's you that right. boldness. Absolutely. I think it was a, a sermon I heard last week. I think I shared that with you. And it was all about Peter and getting out of the boat. And uh, I felt like maybe my faith was a little bit lacking or a little stale, you know. I've, I've got some other things going on, and I, I was just like, Lord, what? I feel like I'm not being used enough, and yet I, he is using me, um, but maybe not the way I want to be used. Yeah. Um, so it's a season right now, but uh, after the sermon, I get a phone call, and it was a family member who was an atheist, and I've tried to witness to him before, but his, you know, he's not open to it. God, just the Holy Spirit just opened up my mouth and I just spoke boldly. I spoke, I'm not a, you know, Shalene is blessed with being able to remember scripture and, and um, I know scripture, but it's more just in, in how I speak. 
and my mouth just opened and, and the Holy Spirit just spoke through me and I could just, his mouth just stopped and he just listened. And at the very end, I just said, you know, I love you so much. And I said, if, if what you believe is true and what I believe is true, we can't both, we can't both be right. 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 One of us is right and one of us isn't. And if you're right, then that's it. I mean, we'll just die and that'll be it. Right. But if what God's word says and what I believe is true, I'm not going to see you in heaven. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. So that was a boldness, oh, you know, and, and I'm, I think that was the, that's the um, boldness that I'm, I feel like I'm lacking right now in the season of my life. So just coming to share a little bit today just kind of helped me, encouraged me again and open up some windows of opportunity to encourage me to keep, keep sharing and keep speaking and, you know, yeah. I love to just even, yes, definitely. I love that you're, you've been willing to do this because your story is so incredible. And I love just even the contrast of your friendships because I think for those of us that are sitting out here, we can identify with one of you. Either we are naturally bold and vivacious and tenacious and have no problem sharing our faith with others. And then there's others of us that feel like maybe we lack the words or we don't know what to say or afraid that uh, we're going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. And I love just even one of the things that you said that God just spoke right through you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the neatest things about our Lord, that when he nudges us to walk in boldness and to move out in that, he doesn't just leave us hanging mm -hmm. there. No, and just like in that opportunity where you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God was asking you to, in this moment, mm -hmm. share your that's love right. for your friend, he gave you those words. That's right. He doesn't he just leave us hanging there wondering what to do, but he mm -hmm. meets us he totally when we walk in obedience to what he's mm -hmm. asking asking us to You're do. Absolutely right. And so we don't have to be super bold or outgoing. Mm -hmm. We just have to be, be obedient. obedient. Mm -hmm. We just have to be obedient. That's right. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I just got a text too I want to share with everyone. I just want you to look around this room because you are sitting around women who are not only bold and trusting God, but 102 children have been rescued so far oh tonight. Oh my goodness. Which is so unbelievable. That and, um, is amazing. It's, it's amazing. And that so basically so awesome. the whole balcony, if that was kids, there you go. That's yeah. what it would look like. But anyone who has not rescued a kid, I ran out of books, but I'm going to be out there with a, a, a sheet and I will personally sign you a book if you still want to rescue a kid tonight, because I think we could hit 200 easy um, and just take on a whole village. I'm loving you ladies. I will literally have my assistant mail you each a book right when I get home um, and I'll take your address because it is that important to us um, that you take action on something. You're marking a moment where you're gonna say, I'm gonna trust you God with $38. Um, it's the one thing you'll never regret. You're never going to get before. I've spent money on a lot of things. I'm not going to get before and go, really? You took another kid, Shalene? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> He's never going to say that. Now you bought another pair of shoes, Shalene? Are you out of your mind? Um, but my point is, is that some of you have that nudging on your heart and you need to mark a moment of when you said yes to God and denied yourself. Yeah. See, I'm not worried anyone in this room is going to fail at any, anything. We're the 1% that get to live the way we do in America. Yeah. My fear is you're going to succeed at something that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's good. Mm. That's really good. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, 
That is just amazing. 120 kids. 102. 102. But I, I feel we're going to hit 120. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling That's 120. That's my weight on my driver's license, remember? Faith. Yeah. <laughs> I said that in faith. That is amazing. That is Okay, I had one question I wanted to ask because this one just um, resonated with my heart so much when somebody texted in and it said, God has given me a big vision, but I'm the quiet girl in the back of the room. I want to find my voice, but I don't know how. How should I pray specifically? Pray with boldness. Yeah. Pray and, and ask God what he wants you to do. How can he yeah. use you? Um, Shalene talked a lot about yeah. being bold tonight. Yeah. Uh, we're the ones holding ourselves back. If you have a vision, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I had a vision I wanted my own business. I never thought that would happen. Never thought that would happen, and, and yet I did because I just jumped in. I didn't worry about the consequences or worried about what I had to do or just do it. Dive in and do it. And you know what? If you're faithful, if you're obedient, if you're trusting in the Lord, he's going to see you through. He's going to maneuver you where he wants you to go. He wants, he wants you to go according to his will. And if that isn't his will, it won't happen. But if it is his will, and he, he loves that and wants to encourage you, he will make that path straight for you, and he will be there with you. I have a lot of people ask me that question at the book table, like, you went to Africa, that's crazy, I want to do something huge mm. for God. Or, and I go, first of all, God is not a duplicator, he's a creator. Mm -hmm. Your story is never supposed to look like mine. Comparison is the thief of joy, so don't even look around. But I love when people go, I'm the shy one. I'm the one in the back of the room, and I feel like God put this big thing on my heart. Well, God's not saying, oops, oops, I gave it to the wrong girl. No, he's not. Matter of fact, when he gave it to Moses, Moses was a stutterer. Does anyone know that? He had Aaron come alongside of him, right? And Aaron would go with him before Pharaoh. And even Jesus, the disciples went out two by two, if you're the smartest person in the room, ladies, you're in the wrong room. So if God gave you a vision, he didn't give it for you to get all the credit. He's going to bring laborers around you. He's going to bring people. Did you see everyone who's standing that put this thing on tonight? It's crazy. And so he's going to bring people around you. Mm -hmm. And you find people who, like, we're different. We find people that fill the gaps in areas where I am so weak. She is so strong and gifted and wise, and I suck all day long, you know? And yet she fills in the gaps. She'll go before me. And, and so when you have a big vision, God doesn't need you to do it. Right. Okay? Like he doesn't need any of us to do anything. He's God. Yeah. Right. So let God be God, yeah. and you be you. Right? So that's when I get excited because when David said to God, he goes, I'm going to build the temple for you. God, it's going to be off the hook. And he was just so jacked up. He kind of was probably like me. And he goes, no, David, <laughs> David, you're never going to build the temple. Okay. Your son Solomon's going to do that, but I love your heart. And sometimes your idea is to share because it's going to splash on someone else that's going to step in and help you go to the finish line with it. In God's glory for the name of God. Now, if you're doing it for your own fame, you're going to fall on your face, so just quit now. Just learn from me. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Africa, and I've fallen on my face, so just know those two that I've done for you. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. 
Well, as we're just kind of wrapping up our time here, I want to just ask one last question. And really, this is the heart of why we are doing this. I'm, I'm going to just tell you, put all of our cards on the table that we unashamedly put on this event because we want you to walk in obedience and to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. This is why we do an event like this. And so I would love for you guys to just talk for a few minutes and just maybe share what has your walk with the Lord meant to you? What has it meant to you personally? Oh, I, I think they know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her oh. Perfect. Perfect. oh my gosh. You know, it's just, um, it's a love story. It's a, it's a love story between me and Jesus. And uh, I'm just so grateful and I'm so thankful for his grace and his mercy upon me. He has blessed me so much with a wonderful husband and four kids, 17 grandchildren, a daughter in love, a gr no, a granddaughter in love. Yes. Yeah, a new granddaughter in love. I, I just that. love Jesus and I love sharing about him. I'm more a one-on-one -on -one person than to be sitting up here yeah. and sharing with everybody, but I kind of feel a little more like the splash zone here. Yes. Yeah, we're in the splash yeah. zone right now. So yes. I got my buddy here. Yes. <laughs> so. That's and we're good. just so thankful that you're yeah. willing to do this. I mean, don't you guys just feel so enriched and encouraged by their stories? Well, I you know guys are amazing. You, you two are just oh, amazing. So and so um, for those who do go to this church, you are blessed. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a church home. You um, got one now. You got one yes. now. Yes. And you've got people around you that love you. If you were invited to come tonight, your friend loves you very much. And you've got people in this church that love you. So don't be afraid. Don't uh, be discouraged. Don't be shameful like Shalene talked about tonight. It's all about love. And it's a heart change. Yeah. It's, a, it's a real heart change for each one of us. And to just go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to reveal himself to you if you don't know who he is. And he will. Repent, put your faith in Jesus and obey him and rejoice every day because this is not your home. Yeah. Your yeah, home this is, is temporary, yeah. right? This is temporary. I want to be sure that nobody misunderstands. Jesus is not a genie. You rub the lamp and get your wishes. Matter of fact, following Jesus is going to be hard. And it even says that in the Bible, in this world, there's going to be trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So yeah, you're going to, I have huge attacks that come on my life when I speak. And it's through those attacks. It's through and those, I need those Jesus trials. More and I'm on my face it's what more. You, how you're going to learn more about right. him. Right. And it makes me fall more in love with him because he shows up and rescues me from those situations. But I don't want you to think that, oh, I have Jesus and I put on Jesus and my life sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this isn't your home. Yeah. If this is your best life here, ladies, it's only because you're going to hell. Yeah. Your best life is later. Thank you. Um, I said a little too much um, on that episode. It was funny how when you're sitting live in front of people, buddy, you feel very you, confident to talk. You do. And you're sitting on couches and just, you know, you talk. feel like you're in a room just all together. I it mean, was just so, I, like I was being open. hugged. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. It was like, um, but I wanted to let you know that we actually are heading out to do another splash mm -hmm. in Deer Park, Texas coming up. Right. And if ever any of you would love for us to come to your church and do a women's event, Barbara and I are 
we are willing and ready mm-hmm. to bring the splash zone to you. Um, and who knows, maybe you'll end up as one of our featured spots on our podcast. There you go. That was love fun. It. I know. I, I See you it. on the road. And, and we hope that you will please leave a comment. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We'd love your thoughts and love to also know how God is splashing in your life. Yeah. So keep splashing and hopefully we'll see you on the road. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. <laughs>